Coming to you from Final Third Cigar and Whiskey Lounge in Ingalls, Indiana. Indiana's exclusive Aladino Cigar Lounge. It's Final Third Friday. Welcome back to Final Third Friday. I'm Rob. And I'm Isaiah. And today we're going to be pairing the new cigar from Blackbird, The Glitch. This is a Mexican San Andreas Oscuro wrapper. Dominican binder with Dominican and USA fillers. We're pairing that today with barrel dovetail. It's a whiskey finished in rum, port, and Dunn Vineyards Cabernet barrels. Um, it is coming to us at 124.7 proof. Heck yeah. And this is just all of those beautiful red fruit notes. Quite a bit of vanilla from those uh from those from that rum finish in here, but you know it. It's hard to complain about this one. It's this, good. This is just an all-around fantastic uh, whiskey. Well, we're just talking about it. You know, the, there's so many great barrel releases that I think people forget about. You were yeah. saying this, too. Yeah. Forget about Dovetail, how good it is. And this was kind of one of their original flagships yeah, that really put them I, I on mean, the map. This came out the same time as, like, Seagrass and Armida. And uh, honestly, this is just as good as seagrass is to me it's just uh more of the bourbon palette rather than a rye palette absolutely yeah so i went ahead and went with the v on this i uh, did too glitch, and, and it held up perfectly so yeah. and so this is a, a brand new cigar from blackbird jonah sent me the information on this and um i had no idea that the price point on these things is so low you're talking seven dollar range in I'm, our store, seven dollar yes, range. So this, I think MSRP on this is just under seven bucks. We're at seven and a half with wow. our taxes. Um, not too many people are putting out, which we will be talking about that. Putting out cigars in that low price <laughs> yeah. range. Yeah, I you know, know. everyone decides they're you know, hey, we had a big boom. Let's go ahead and put out stupid prices on cigars, yeah. which we've got a lot to talk about on that today. We so. do. Um, oh man, I can't believe this is in the seven dollar range. I know. Definitely got that that barnyard cocoa going. Yeah. There's also that sort of fig sweetness on here and yep. a little bit of spice on the palate. Just a little bit. Yeah. Um, did you already talk about the blend? I did. Okay. Yep. Just making sure. Yep. Mexican San Andreas goodness on this one, man. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. So I'm going to go ahead and light up. I can't believe. Okay. Blackbird has always been on the lower end of the price range, like, they really take care of their customers in that way, but well, man, we also, in that seven dollar range, that's perfect. Well, and they also um, came out with a um, Claro as well. There's a Claro Habano and the Oscuro. This is the Oscuro. I've got the Claro and the Oscuro here. Um, I smoked a Claro the other day, and um, it's a really, really nice morning cigar. Okay, um, very good flavor. Um, so these are competing in the same line as like your Crown Heads Juarez. Exactly. Like as far as price point goes. Yeah, exactly. And that's cool to see because, you know, I there are there are some of the competing podcasts out there that constantly are talking about how oh the boom is over. Be ready. And I'm like, I I don't see the boom being over. I see the boom leveling out. I think people that are that have jumped into the cigar world have actually decided this is something they want yeah and they're going to keep doing it now are they going to spend as much money every week maybe not you know it just depends on the economy and how their jobs are going um 
but I don't feel like it's going anywhere anytime soon. Um, but to have these lower price point cigars come out is nice. It really levels off because most cigars coming out now are in that, you know, 14 to $18 range and others a lot more. So, okay. This is a really pretty weird flavor note, but I'll give it anyway. It's like a chocolate covered bacon for me. That's what it reminds me of. Like, very savory, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's got that kind of almost meaty kind of feel to it. Yeah, this reminds me of the State Fair chocolate covered bacon. <laughs> you ever had that? I haven't, but it sounds delicious. It, it is good. Think about candied bacon mm. dunked in chocolate. Uh, I'll probably be thinking about that the rest of the day now. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. You know, we're in the first five minutes and already talking about food. I know. I know. Um, take a drink. It is what you it is. Out there in the in, in yeah, let's audience. get in this dovetail. There's hardly any pepper on the retro hail on this. Not yet. Not yeah. yet. I think I feel like it does pick up a little bit. Um, but I, I usually don't expect a whole lot of pepper with mostly Dominican and then the San Andreas. But oh my goodness, man, it's got such a fruity nose on it. Yeah, it brought out a lot of the rum notes and a lot of the baking spice in the It dovetail. really does that. So there, it's a M- M- Miserana. Is that one of the barrels that they no. use in this? Or what is that one this they use? This is uh, Rum Port and Cabernet. Cabernet, okay, okay. Uh, you're thinking of the Vantage, which Vantage, is in that's uh, it. Mizanara Oak. This one here, I mean, it definitely has the nose of some of the wines, you know, like a... Maybe that's that Chardonnay I'm feeling or something in there. Yeah. Or I don't know. Oh, you said Cabernet. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Man, so on the pour, you're getting like a baking spice heavy sort of rum-centric thing. And then you go back to the uh, cigar, and it brings in kind of some of that vanilla extract quality that you get from a rum-finished. Mm. Yeah. It definitely leans to that rum a lot. It does. Um, even even on the tongue, you're getting that. Maybe not. I'm not getting the extract part, but I am getting vanilla. Not a yeah. super sweet vanilla, but a vanilla. Yeah. That's pretty tasty. It is really tasty. So we kind of uh, alluded to the uh, stupidity of cigar prices. And um, oh, yeah. so it was funny because we do, we do some, we're trying to do a few show notes to kind of bring some topics up and Isaiah put one in, and I actually put one in. I realized it was the same one. Yeah. So, Oliva, and this article came out on June 14th. Which, so, we're a little bit behind on back this. Back it up with Oliva. Oliva really hit the market as as a good budget blend. Yeah. They had a lot of, like, the O and the G, and some of those were a nice price point cigar. And then they introduced the Milano, which was in that $15, $16, $18 range on the bigger, the Salomon or whatever. That was their highest point they had. So tell us, Isaiah, what they decided to do this year. So Oliva launched a Siri V Roaring Twenties Super Limited Edition cigar. Super limited. And uh, would you like to tell the audience what the what the price point is on this one? Three hundred bucks. Three. Hundred dollars, and that's MSRP. That's not including taxes, whatever yeah, state so you're in. Yeah, so this is a six by sixty double perfecto. Oh yeah, by the way, it's a six by sixty. 
Okay. Again, six by sixty smokers are usually doing it because of the perceived value of more tobacco. <laughs> so this is crazy. It's like Half Wheel knows that they're just <laughs> pricing it at that. Shout out to Half Wheel for this. Um, oh, they got it. It says, like the rest of the Siri V line, it will use an Ecuadorian wrapper over Nicaraguan binder and filler. Beyond the price, the cigar sets itself apart from the rest of the Siri V line in its packaging. Oh, nice. Is it a gold box? No, uh, no, no, it's probably not. No. Oh, but it has gold foil around it, the it cigar. Does, it nice. does have gold foil around the cigar. Nice. You know what cigar does have gold foil on it that you can get for under $300? Uh, the Cavalier Cigars. Yeah, Cavalier. Uh, Genevieve? Yeah, Cavalier Genevieve, yeah. yeah. Yep. So uh, if you're looking to smoke some gold foil, go ahead and grab that one. It's not as not as big or as pretty or as expensive. Well, the Cavalier also that has that little gold triangle or... Yeah. Um, I guess it's no, it's not a triangle. It's a diamond. It's a diamond, um, and you can smoke right through it. It's yeah. actually food grade gold they put on. That's the what thing. they're expecting you to do with this too. No, they, dude, that that is look not. Look at that. Yeah. That is that's stuck to the end. You know that's stuck to the oh end. Oh my gosh, it's like a big turd. <laughs> okay, you you know, I'm sure someone's gonna buy it. If you smoke one, tell us what you think of it. I am not spending 300 bucks, and I'll be honest with you, I'm not bringing that cigar in here because with our taxes, no. you're talking 350 for a cigar. So I, I, I don't yeah. honestly, I don't want to do that to anybody. And the problem is, it's more of a collectible piece than it is an actual cigar that they're expecting people to smoke. Yeah. Okay. A box of 10, three grand. <laughs> you I'm laugh sorry. at this, but I'm like, sorry. Freaking Davidoff will do that stuff, and nobody questions it. Yeah, but Davidoff doesn't even do three hundred dollars cigars. This is true. I mean, their biggest. I mean, they're. I think they've got hundred, hundred ten dollars cigars. But yeah, that's yeah. It's insane. Okay, that was one of them. Uh, uh, so here's another story I'd like to tell you. Tell it uh, about the uh, the Deadwood line, mm. which is, I saw you put that on there, but I purposely didn't read it because I wanted yeah, you to tell me so, about it. So Deadwood Cigar Co. is a was originally just a shop, and they had had Drew Estate making flavored cigars for them that were basically what they wanted. Right. Eventually, the grant the brand grew to a point where Drew Estate um, bought it. They didn't or buy they, it, but they're they're leasing the name or, or something like that. I so, thought they bought the brand. I didn't realize they were just leasing the name. Yeah. Um, let me. Yeah. So it's a. It's a. Uh, basically, they signed an agreement that gave Drew Estate the Deadwood Cigar Co. name and exclusive rights to that name right now. Okay. Um, and there, there is an end date on that, but they're not within that end date. Okay. So, our buddy Christian Aroa, oh no, got in this mess because they decided, um, Asylum and Drew uh, and uh, the Deadwood Tobacco Company decided to make a, they called it a steep cigar. Nobody, steep nobody cigar. told me. Like, I couldn't find what it was steeped with, what the flavor was. Flavored Bovita packs. No, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and they started putting it out under the, under the Deadwood 
uh, tobacco company name, and it was called the the Midnight Oil. Um, that ended up being a mess for them because they weren't allowed to do that. So now uh, they, they lost the lawsuit, and now the Midnight Oil is an Asylum 13 brand and no longer a Deadwood Tobacco Company brand. Interesting. The hard part is, is Rob, that would be the equivalent of us signing basically distribution with someone like, um, let's say, Aladino saying, oh, this is the final third cigar line. Grows to be such a giant brand. Like, I'm sure they're getting royalties off of it. They have to be getting royalties off of that. They should be. And then we're like, hey, we'd like to do something else just for our shop. Okay. Well, that was cool when they did that. But as soon as it got national distribution, Drew Estate shut them down. And it's like, at the end of the day, the agreement they signed made it so that they can't really work with anyone else. Interesting. So it's no longer, I mean, I mean, honestly, they signed away their rights. It's kind of an easy thing, though, I would think. Just change the Deadwood line and just create a new line under Drew Estate and do the same thing. Drew Estate's the one that created that infusion process that they hold near and dear to their hearts that don't tell anybody how they do it. So why would why would it matter? If, just change the name. Livewood. Oh, wait, no, that would be that would be our that would be our uh, table maker. Deadwood Livewood. Deadwood Livewood. Okay. But it's just a tough thing because they no longer have the rights to their name. And it was because of the previous owner of Deadwood Tobacco Company. They're they're under new ownership now. So it's just a, I don't know, kind of a sticky situation. New owner of Deadwood Tobacco. So the 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 original, the the store. So basically the old boy said, these guys signed over something they should have never signed over because it was amazing. And he's fighting to try to get it back. I don't That's know. That's what it sounds like to me. I, I don't know. I'm not willing to go I mean, that I will far. say Deadwood is probably, it has to be. their number one selling line. It's got to be. Other than that maybe the acids? the acids. Yeah. Only reason acids might be above it is because they sell it at every gas station. Other than that, the Deadwood lines are the best seller they have. You got to imagine. Crazy. Okay. All right, next up. On whiskey news this week. Whiskey news. Um, Heaven Hill Distillery is launching Square 6 Weeded Bourbon. Yeah. So it is a 105-proof um, bourbon that is coming out of uh, the Evan Williams Bourbon Experience. So it's actually being distilled on that still. Okay. And uh, now it's going to be released there, which is kind of cool. That um, is cool. Because before that... There was a couple limited offerings you could get, like the Evan Williams 12 and stuff like that. But this is something, this is a product that was actually made there, or at least it's what the bottle says. That's cool. Yeah. That's very cool. Well, I, I just got a, a magazine in the mail. Um, it's called Market Watch, and I get it here every every month. It's just a great thing talking about what's going on in the in the spirits industry. And uh, they have a great article on Heaven Hill in here, and I've been reading through it, and I had no idea... The Heaven Hill has so many spirits. Yeah, I mean they have every they have a spirit I mean, from every line of of ty- or every category of spirits out there. They have they have a spirit. Mm-hmm. I mean they've got Deep Eddie's vodka, which I didn't know they own. They have yeah. all these different you know tequilas and all this stuff. I'm like I had no idea. And um, they're you know when we were down there doing the pick and they had the new 
the new building being built and everything done. Well, they're they're building a, a, the distillery there where they're going to start distilling there as well at that same yeah. property we're wow. on. So I'm like, well, that's cool. So they're really ramping up. That gives them, gosh, probably eight different distilleries that they're that they have from the yeah. different ones like that because Deep Eddy has their own, the Tequila has their own. So they yeah. have all these distilleries they can use now. I mean, they're gearing up to be the big dog. Well, I mean, I, I think that they already are. Like last year, they acquired a portfolio that had Widow Jane in it and yeah. also some tequila companies. Mm -hmm. And uh, the funny part about that was Widow Jane was primarily sourced Heaven Hill juice. So it's the equivalent of Penelope just getting bought back by MGP. Right. Um, but, you know, but that also freed up Lisa, Lisa Wicker, who was behind that to go do more consulting but it, it was uh absolutely i mean it's just cool there are people behind there that are kind of they're kind of monopolizing in the spirits industry across the board yeah well and it's funny because heaven hill's top 10 brands in the u.s right now evan williams is their number one mm -hmm. which makes sense and then they go down the list, and they've got vodka, vodka, Canadian whiskey, brandy, tequila, Who's rum. Who's their Canadian whiskey? Black Velvet. They just acquired that. I didn't realize that. Yep. That's huge. Um, rum, liqueur. And then number nine is Elijah Craig. And then they go to another liqueur, hyp Hypnotic. I'm like, so really two of their main, Evan Williams and Elijah Craig, are the only two that are in that top ten. Yeah. And number nine, I would expect Elijah Craig to be bigger than that. I would but that too. means these other ones are selling like crazy all over the world. I mean, you got to think Evan Williams for the price point is a oh. a great buy. And, and just across the board, Evan Williams is typically the king of the bottom shelf. Right. It just is. They, yep. They're priced at the point where um, I, I don't know how much they're making off of it per bottle, but I think they're expecting bulk sales to make the money rather than bottle for bottle. I'm going to tell you, I found another bottom shelfer that I fell in love with this week. What's that? I was up at, a, uh, and I'll shout them out, Copper Still, might as well drink. Copper Still, um, uh-oh, almost a party foul. Almost. Um, they're up in Roanoke, Indiana. It's a cool little um, whiskey bar that has amazing, like, boards where they do, like, charcuterie boards and different kinds of foods. Really cool spot. Um, but I, I, went, I saw up there, I'm like, they had, they had some special stuff, but I really, I had most of it. But they had a um, benchmark foolproof. Yeah. And I'm like, I never even cared about benchmarks. Always You've like had that bad. before. I've never had benchmark foolproof. Yes. I don't remember it if I did. That's what I, I, that's what I brought with you that one time Isaiah was here. Really? Yeah. Dude, it, it was good. It's the same mash bill as Stag Jr. It's 125 okay. proof. Okay, well, that makes sense why I like it yeah. then. Okay. It's just I like, forgot all about that I've like had that. baby Stag Jr. So I went to the liquor store right there in town, which actually was a decent little liquor store, um, Belmont. Yeah. Um, and I bought a bottle of it at 15 bucks. Yeah. I'm like, 15 Amazing. bucks for full proof. That's I mean, actually that a amazing. good price on that bottle yeah. too. Nor it? Normally it's around twenty, but okay. even at that, I think it's it might maybe fifteen ninety nine. But it was in the fifteen dollar range. Yeah, I but mean, I'm like, even that's at a that, great bottom shelfer. Uh, it is a great bottom shelfer. Also, end up picking up a bottle of the uh, the Dragon's Milk, milk Cast Strength. Um, did you? Yes, I got a bottle of that. It was a barrel pick that they did at Belmont. Oh, sweet! And uh, I don't have it in here. Did I'll bring Belmont it back in. Belmont Beverage and Chalet. Uh, well, they, apparently there's like seven or eight of them around the Fort Wayne area and Roanoke's just outside of Fort Wayne. Gotcha. So um, 
but that's the first cast strength dragon's milk product i've seen yet yeah and it's the first sip you're like okay this is kind of interesting mm -hmm. not sure if i like it or not by yeah. the time you get to the third sip you're like this is freaking delicious oh yeah oh, all yeah. the dragon's milk notes in it it's great well speaking of drinking oh really are we speaking of drinking these studies uh and by the studies i mean a, a recent Yale research you mean study. Some, basically, some dude on the internet said, "No, okay." okay. Uh, Yale found that having one drink a day may lower the risk of suffering a stress-related heart attack. Uh, so, one one glass so, a day for women, or up to two for men. So that tells me if I'm doing ten a day, I've got ten five times the chance of being amazing. Of being amazing. Yes. Just great health, heart's going to be perfect, never a problem in the world. I'm, I mean, that's the way I look at it is if, if two's good, four's got to be great. So, Eight's got to be even better. <laughs> Here's the hard part about that. What's that? The study also found that more than 14 drinks a week increases the risk of heart attacks as well as diminishing cognitive ability. <laughs> While any amount of alcohol increases the risk of cancer blah 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 any you know walking outside and breathing the air increases your risk of cancer yeah, yeah, yeah. unless you live in a bubble you're increased for cancer but here is uh here's really what that is saying is <sighs> alcohol works as a stress reliever 100 percent. cigars do too cigars do too and it's uh and there is something to be said for that there really is i mean honestly any Anything good in moderation is not bad for you. It's when you start. I mean, just like food. I mean, food's good for you until you eat so much that yeah, your food's necessary. It's not, but it's like anything you do. If you do it in moderation, it's not. A, it's well, I shouldn't say anything. There are things out there we shouldn't be doing, but but moderation <laughs> is the heroin. key. Well, yeah, right. Yeah. In moderation. In moderation. Yeah, but, yeah. But yeah, I agree, man. I mean. That's why I get people joking around with me all the time. There, there are days I have a lot of drinks, you know, especially when I get a crew of friends in here. But uh, most of the time, I'll have a pour and I'll have I'll sip on it kind of all day long. Yeah, and usually those are days that I'm like, yeah, I didn't have much drink today, but I sat here and sipped on that for you know twelve hours. Yeah, um, but I do think that I agree, man. A, a bourbon and a cigar, you know, sitting around hanging out with a buddy or hanging out by yourself, whatever. Um, I think it just changes change your perspective on life and just forces you to relax and be in the moment. Well, and it really is being a stress reliever. Um, the, stress is the number one killer in the U.S. right now, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it uh, is. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. pretty sure it is too, yeah. It, the hard, hard thing is, is so much of our culture just is so stress-driven. Every single bit of it is. So you have to find ways to bring yourself rest and find some sort of healing from it, you know? It's you do. A, so alcohol is a way to do that. It is it is a legitimate stress reliever and just the ritual of having a cigar is the same way. It really is. But That's not the only reason why I do it. Drink in excess, but what we no. are saying is these things can be useful tools for you. They can. Doctor approved. Drink more bourbon. Smoke more cigars. I don't know about more, but just drink, drink. some. Just drink, yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of high-dollar cigars, too, I did see that 
the Rocky Patel is also putting out a hundred dollar cigar. Oh, he is. And I'm like, why? Why are we doing this, guys? I mean, everyone. I shouldn't say everyone. There's literally one podcast I know of that keeps talking about how the boom, the boom is over. The boom is over. You know, it started to go into to a crash. Blah blah blah. I'm like, first of all, that's not happening, guys. Don't feel like that's happening. Second of all. If even if it is starting to plateau off, why would you start increasing? I mean, like the typical Rocky cigar is going to be ten to twenty dollars. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden, now you're throwing a hundred dollar one out there and expecting people to support that. Well, I mean, makes no the sense hard part me. is is in this economy in today's economy, you're going to do that and expect them to sell. I, I guess really what it's doing is alienating some of your target audience, right? Because there's no way, like, uh, if you do too many of those, your brand's going to be seen as a, uh, as like a Davidoff, where, yeah. like, that's just for the elites. And people of my income class will just turn your nose up at it because it's like, well, the ones that I have had have not been worth their price point. No. So there's no... There's no gain from spending that on there. Right. there. There's no value for your money. It's literally just, I'm buying this. I'm choosing this brand just because I can afford it. And right. F you. you right. Know? And I could see that cigar being a good addition for him to throw into his his burn locations. You know, because you're going to get the guy who comes in there and says, you know what? I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to get that $100 cigar. I'm going to get that poor 25-year-old McCallan, and yeah. I'm going to have a great night. That'd be fine for that. I don't see that being because I mean Rocky sells everything online, yeah. So it's like you know, that's not one you're going to well, buy C-Bit's online. going to have that cigar for fifty dollars. So unfortunately, what? you're probably right unless yeah. they don't release it to that. But um, I, I just don't get it. I mean, it does alienate it. I will say one thing: shops are going to have to make really hard decisions on buying this stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, even some of the big shops I've talked to. They have no interest in bringing in that Oliva three hundred dollar cigar. I mean, you got you're talking about well, three, three super grand, limited edition, super limited, which super may, limited, which tells me that they're going to force people that have their products to bring them in because they're not going to be able to sell them. And now you're going to be sitting on a three thousand dollar box in there that you might sell one every three months. Yeah, it's stupid. Makes no sense at all. I just have trouble just uh, justifying like burning three hundred dollars. In two hours. Well, and also you look at the how much all the American brands now, and I say American brands, brands that are sold in America. Yeah, um, have pushed so far against all everything Cuba does. Yeah, and then Cuba comes out with their three hundred dollar Cohiba, and all of a sudden now look, Oliva's got a three hundred dollar cigar. I'm like, all these people were telling Cuba this is wrong how you're doing it, and yes, I get American cigars are better. First of all, the the three hundred dollar Cohiba is probably a twenty five thirty dollar cigar should be. Yeah. So why would you not start there where it should be, not where they threw a stupid number out there? Well, and the interesting thing is, it is these more. I have trouble calling Rocky a full blown heritage brand, but I, I they are on that level. They're not a. They're not craft, a boutique, boutique but um, I wouldn't call him heritage only because he's not been in the industry as long. Yeah, but he's definitely but he's in not that same class as like an Oliva, exactly. Um, and part of me feels like it's their their way to get back at some of the boutiques that are taking over the market. 
you know. Uh, I don't see that being a way to do it, though. Not going for a high-dollar stick. I mean, I mean that changes somebody's perception when they get into cigars that, like, oh. I mean, your completely uneducated smoker is going to walk into a humidor and say, that cigar's $300. It must be the best. This $12 Mildias... It's probably going to be okay, if not a dog rocket. Yeah. You know, and that's just from an educational standpoint. I mean, that, that Roaring Twenties, admittedly, is the same freaking blend that they always use, just decorated differently and jacked up in price. That's going to shoot them in the foot unless there are serious Oliva collectors. Yeah, which there might be. And if it is super limited, what's super limited? Yeah. I mean, I called the Super Limited that Candela that Aladino put out because they only put out th- 300 boxes. That's Super Limited. Yeah. Are they talking that many? Are they talking 1,000? Are they talking 100? I mean, I don't know if he even said anything in the article about that. No, but. I didn't say price. It just said Super Limited. Well, so hopefully it's Super Limited be... down to three boxes, and that's all they sold. So I hope so. And the other problem is, is like you're charging $300 a cigar, and it's not coming in a coffin. Like these are non-cellophane. They don't each cigar is individually packaged in its own little box. It just you're getting a cigar that has gold leaf around uh, the foot end, and it's yeah. just. I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't get it. It's definitely. I mean, and I and I can tell you right now. I can tell you probably fifty people that come in here that could easily walk in and afford that cigar and smoke it. Yeah. But they already know what we have here, and they're going to go and grab something that they know is better and smoke it. It's going to be a fraction of the cost. Yeah. So just because people can afford it doesn't mean people are going to buy it. So. Well, that's true. That's true. They'll, hopefully it hits just in time for the holidays, and uh, <laughs> they'll be able to sell them that way of just little old I hope wife. no one buys them, period. I hope it's no really shop hard. owner buys them. I mean, it's really hard to justify when, yeah. for the same price, you could get probably both of the Quasar desk, the cutter, and the lighter Pretty that will last it. you longer than two hours. Or you can get an entire box and a half of some other great cigar. Yeah. I don't know. We beat that pretty hard. It deserves and to be beat. By the way... The ash is doing the, the typical Blackbird thing, stacking yeah. like a sheet of ash. Yeah. There's no lines or anything. I don't know how Blackbird does this with all of their cigars, but I thank them for it. They're doing a good job. It's a, a Blackbird build quality is crazy good. Mm-hmm. Let's take a moment to hear from our partners. Is your closet starting to feel a little weak? You know, like shoddy fabrics, misshaped, tired designs? Then Seven Strong brand has exactly what you need to reinforce your look. We're talking a four-way stretch of polyester, cotton blend, silky smooth, breathable, and above all, true to fit while keeping its fit. No? But what about our hidden collar button with reinforced stretching? It's pretty strong. Or how about designs that'll get you a standing ovation no matter the occasion? Happy hours to baby showers, the flight to date night, even from the shore to stepping out to the store. Seven Strong brand has button-down shirts that will transition you from one place to the next and make you stand out every 
single time. And for listening to our show, new customers get $5 off their first purchase with code Final third. Not to mention, all orders over $50 qualify for free shipping. And you know, just like any label on a bottle or cigar, these shirts are going to be a stamp of quality every time you wear them. So find your strength and style by checking out 7-strong.com, as well as following 7-strong brand on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Our wonderful new table is brought to you by Deadwood Live. That's D-E-D Wood Live. Go check them out on Facebook and see what Derek can do for you. From bars to tabletops to a giant podcast table, they specialize in making super high quality furniture from live edge woods and reused barrels. So reach out to them on Facebook and see what they can do for you. So yeah, like I said, we did get these two glitches in. They're in stock now. Um, We did get a new crux in this week it's the crux it's another it's the i think it's finishing out the epicure line the habano thing is delicious it is smoking so well um and we're starting to see some other some other cigars coming in slowly we've got the espinosa nine coming in here hopefully yeah. in the next few days yeah, the warhead nine um looking looking forward to that yeah the warhead nine so so talk a little bit about your your project you started so, here uh, i this week Decided to ask AI, which I asked uh, if anyone's interested in the nerd, uh, Google's own AI called Bard, B-A-R-D. So it's bard.google.com. Okay. And I asked, uh, I asked it, write me some topics for my cigar and whiskey podcast. Okay. Um, so here are, I mean, it gave, gave us a great list, a lot of which we already do. But uh, one of them was the history of cigars and whiskey. Next one, pairing cigars and whiskey. Good idea. Yeah, great idea. Cigar and whiskey reviews, and that's not really something that we do. If the cigar makes it on the show, and I guess if the cigar makes it in our humidor, it's a win. Well, we've all, we, I've had a couple of people ask if we talk more about the cigars. Um, we are a cigar lounge, yeah. so... Um, so that's that's that makes sense. Yeah. So uh, cigar and whiskey reviews, interviews with cigar and whiskey experts. We've done a lot of cigar, not a lot of whiskey experts. Um, we'll be doing that here soon. Yeah. Cigar and whiskey events, um, cigar and whiskey culture. I guess we do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cigar and whiskey humor. Can you uh, log in on Bard and ask it to give me a give you a cigar and whiskey joke? Do you have to sign up? It, well, it's it's just through your Google try Bard your Google account. Yeah, so just click it, accept or agree, whatever it is. And uh, I I agree. I guess to whatever yeah. the hell they're telling me, <laughs> a whole lot of stuff. Basically, they're tracking its responses and the information you give it, so it can continue to grow. Kind of creepy, but also kind of cool. All right. So um, what what am I entering so, in? Get, say, uh, can tell you, me some whiskey humor. Yeah, tell me some whiskey humor. So a couple other topics it gave us was the different types of cigars and whiskey and their flavor profiles. How to store and age cigars and whiskey, which I think that could be something that we could get on. How to smoke and drink cigars and whiskey. I would love to smoke my whiskey and drink my cigar. Sure. Um, 
The health risks associated with smoking cigars and drinking whiskey, which we just went over, and we found out that it's healthy for you in moderation. So apparently whiskey humor means whiskey dad jokes. So okay. why did the whiskey go to the doctor? What's that about? It was feeling a bit under the cork. <laughs> that's that's pretty bad. Yeah. What do you call whiskey that's been sitting in the sun for a while? Old fashioned. Old that's really fashioned. bad. That's terrible. Bart What's the difference between a whiskey sour and a lawyer? What's that? One's sour and the other's a sour puss. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wow. Why did the whiskey get fired from his job? What's that? He kept spilling the beans. What does it have to do with beans? Exactly. <laughs> I don't think this AI understands whiskey. <laughs> Kept spilling the beans. I think it's making coffee jokes. Oh, it's not. It's not good at all. This is terrible. Uh, but basically, it, it won. Like it talked about a couple of the other topics for the history of c- cigar and whiskey industries and what's what's coming in the future. Which I think a lot of those would be great things to talk about. Um, I do think how to store and age your cigars. Yeah, would be. I think we could do an entire episode on that. Maybe yeah, we could do that. We have Dr. J back on to talk about uh, four hours of humidity. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, I he, no, because I'm tr- we're trying really hard to get Dr. J off of all the Facebook groups, and if we gosh. bring him in on this, he's going to jump right back in on every one of them. We really do. <laughs> I did like that picture he sent out. He's like, "This is a picture I got from my whiskey group, which or my cigar group, which again." Dr. J, yeah. get out of these groups. Get out of the groups. It had a, a it might have been a woman, but it sure looked like a guy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with a cigar down his butt crack and his underwear holding it on. I'm like, yes. why? It was it uh, was really rough. It was pretty uh, bad. Yeah. I'm a so I'm gonna ask Chat GPT some for some cigar jokes. Cigar jokes. There uh, you go. The Bard is not as creative of an ai source well it's also based on google yeah and google's kind of against liquor and cigars anyway so yeah. <laughs> okay so uh chat gbt already did better so why did the cigar go to school why it wanted to be a smart ash smart ash <laughs> all right what do you call right. a bear that, that smokes cigars I don't know. Winnie the Puff. Winnie the Puff. There we go. Why did this cigar take up knitting? Dude, we need a t-shirt with Winnie the Pooh smoking cigars. <laughs> Winnie, the, Winnie puff. the Puff on it. That'd be pretty good. <laughs> that would be good. Why that sounds the- like a crowned heads hat. It does. <laughs> um, why did this cigar take up knitting? <laughs> why? It wanted to make a smoking jacket. Eh, weak. Yeah, pretty lame. Pretty lame. Um, let's... Oh... How do you know a cigar is lost? How? It's always asking for directions. Asking for directions. <laughs> it's such God. a stretch, dude. Yeah. Um, We're going to have to do some research on some good jokes from AI. Remember, these jokes are meant to be lighthearted and in good fun. Enjoy. Hmm. Well, okay then. Yeah. I want to see if uh, Chat GPT can come up with some whiskey humor. Yeah, whiskey humor. 
There's got to be a lot of better whiskey jokes than cigar jokes. What do you jokes. call a person who refuses to share their whiskey? What? Selfish spirits. That's kind of dumb. Um. Yeah. Why did the whiskey go to therapy? Why? It had a hard time bottling up its emotions. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, none of these are That's great. That's pretty bad. Yeah. AI needs to stick to what they do well. Why'd the whiskey join a gym? Why? It wanted to be neat and fit. Neat and fit. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. So uh, hopefully, you know what? If you have whiskey jokes, dad jokes or whatever, write them in. We would love to hear a lot better jokes than what we just told you. And no, Dr. J, we don't want fireball jokes. <sighs> I'm still working on trying to find that that barrel-aged fireball for you and I to have on the show, Rob. Okay. I haven't seen it yet. I've well, legitimately that, been looking for it. Just wait till secondary. I mean, it's only going to be like 22 bucks on secondary. You're fine. I think its store <laughs> price is 22 No, it's $19.99. That's MSRP. So, uh, so Total Wine will have it for 16 bucks. Yeah, they will. <laughs> yeah, they will. Oh, my God. Well, they weren't making that much of it either, so it'll be interesting to see yeah. who does get it. I mean, God, how it no, no, it's not gonna be interesting. No one cares. Stop. Just stop. <laughs> Legitimately, the people who buy it up will accidentally buy it just because they're looking for fireball for their college parties. Probably. Like at that price point. Because it's not much different than the price of regular yeah, fireball. They're not gonna question it at all. It'll just look like a collector's edition bottle. And they're gonna Speaking shoot it with of something that, else. I uh for whatever reason Facebook suggested to me some liquor store in uh austin texas um that did like their allocation week for their anniversary so basically what the store does is hide allocated bottles throughout the store so it basically encourages you easter egg hunt yeah it's an easter egg hunt nice you know what one of the allocated bottles was what fireball collector's edition like Allocated. People, people walked away with like Midwinter Nights Dram and a 1792 12 year and bottles of that caliber. Like the lower end <coughs> allocation class, I'd, I'd throw Stag Jr. in there too. Like yeah. no pappies or anything like that. Right, right. But people, then, then there was just like a Fireball Collector's Edition. So you got a bunch of bourbon bros, and what they find is a Fireball Collector's Edition. How would you even see that as being a special bottle if it was hidden somewhere? In the, on the, I, mean, I guess you just find it in the <laughs> wine rack I mean, and you walk up and be like, is this one of the, the, is this one of them? You know, that's weird. It was really weird. I don't know. Maybe they put like, maybe they put a tag on them somewhere showing that that was a special or you, maybe you just have to find them. It's I mean, that's funny that's because I, I saw an entire shelf full of those fireball collectors editions at Meyer. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> Still sitting there, probably just still to sitting this there. Day. Yeah, yesterday uh, Meyer had the Heaven Hill bottled and bond a whole shelf full, like non price because they expect them to move pretty quick. Yeah, and I picked one up and uh, I scanned the price just because I had said in my head if it's under forty, I'm gonna buy it. It wasn't under forty. No, so Heaven Hill bottled and bond the new one. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, MSRP on that sixty, I think. Yeah, it was forty three. Forty three is what you paid for it. Forty three ninety nine. That's that's cheaper than I pay for it. I, buy it in the shop. I understand. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
Uh, I but think. No, I didn't know. No, that's. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's it's cheaper than what I'm paying for. Yeah, yeah. It always is at Meyer. Um, I didn't crazy. buy one though, just because I don't need any uh, any more bottles that'll just sit around. I'm kicking myself in the butt. Last last week we did the um, the end of watch with um, Dirk up at old 55, yeah. and the one thing I didn't bid on that I that I went back and realized I didn't bid on it was it was a Heaven Hill bottle and bond seven year and a six year. Oh, that's cool. I think it went for 70 bucks for the two of them. Dang. I'm like, dang, I really want another one of those Heaven Hill six years. Yeah. And I, I can get all the bottle and bond seven year I want, but yeah. I really want another one of those. And I wish I would have bid on that one, but I uh, did. Six year was great. Someone ended up getting it for 70 bucks. And I I uh, got a bottle of Booker's. Did you? The um, the pigskin batch. Okay. I way, way overpaid for it, but it was a donation. That was the whole was point. That was basically just yeah, messing so, with so, another guy. So talk about the event. Uh, yeah. No, it was great, man. Um, so Dirk, he's the Indiana Bourbon on Instagram and Facebook. Um, so Dirk is a police officer out in Danville, and he started this uh, organization called End of Watch, which basically he's raising money for fallen officers' families. Um, if you are from our area, you probably remember Noah Chenevez and Sierra um, Burton. Thank yeah. you. Um, those those are two young officers that died last year, and he's raised a lot of money for those two families. What this was for um, was actually raising the money before they need it. Yeah. You know, hopefully they never need it and never have to pay a family. Hopefully they never have another officer. But we live in the world where there will be another officer go down. Yeah. Um, and that event raised tw over 20 grand. Wow. Um, so that's covering 10 grand for two families coming up. And he's going to keep doing this to build that money so he can actually give back. And there was all kinds of great bottles on the auction. I mean, Will donated a bottle of Pappy 15. That ended up raising over seven grand in yeah. tickets. That's amazing. And one, the guy that won it bought one ticket and won that's it. That's super cool. $10 I ticket. And he got a bottle of Pappy 15. Yeah, that's amazing. Awesome. They were they gave or they uh, auctioned off a, a Glock 17, yeah, um, a lot of great stuff, and it was just a really good day. Um, I, Which that Glock was completely legal. There was, it was. An FFA there. Oh yeah, yeah everything. I mean, I mean, it's a it's a police officer organization. They're going to do it legally, but. Um, but I didn't win it, which I, I was sad about. I really wanted how much to win did that. that. Go for. I don't know. I didn't hear how much that yeah. raised. But Pappy you did, was the big dog. You did win something. Would you win, Rob? I won. Actually, we won multiple things. Oh, what did you, what did you win? So Lisa went out on a bidding spree. You know, the only oh. thing I bid on was that she's spending your money, man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But um, I, the only thing I bid on was that Booker's, and I won that. Yeah. Um, but she bid on, um, she bid on this. Um, it was a kids' gator, so yeah. like the the John she Deere gator. She won that. So grandkids are going to be playing around on that oh here my soon. Goodness, that's awesome. Um, I saw that and like it looked like it looks heavy duty. It does. Yeah, I think it's going to be really nice and it's going to last them for a while. I mean, were you able to fit it in the back of the Gladiator? Yeah, ish. Yeah, yeah. Ish. it was strapped. It was in there. Yes, yeah. along with all the other stuff we took up there for sale to yeah. sell. Um, she won tickets to Connor Prairie or not tickets, but a season pass to Connor Prairie and a whole bunch of added things from Connor oh, Prairie. Cool. So that's going to one of our other grandkids. Yeah, and then she uh, won, or she went up and bit bit up uh, um, the guy that did my tattoo and and does a lot of tattoos for a couple of our regulars, Will and Chris here. Um, 
he donated three hours of time and she yeah. bid that up and I won that. So I, I already texted Jay and said, Hey buddy, um, we're gonna have to add on. Yeah, <laughs> so, heck yeah, dude. So we're, uh, yeah. so she won that for me and I don't know what else. I think that was all, that's all we really bid on one. So yeah, sweet. It was a good day. It was a really good day. I mean, the, the barrel that he, that Dirk picked, um, with with Jason up there, old fifty five bourbon was really good. It, it was might, it cash strength or bottled and bond. It was cash strength, cool. Um, and it was one of the best releases I think I've ever had from old fifty five. Wow. Now I did That's really awesome. I did really like the original cash strength sweet corn. Yeah, that was great. This one here on a straight bourbon. I mean, you remember that first pick that the club did. Yeah, I picked I need it. to do them side by side and see how good they are compared to each other. This one here is delicious. Wow. Dirk did a hell of a job cool. on this barrel. And half of the proceeds of that went right back to the end of watch program That's too. Amazing. So yeah. A little uh, pricey bottle, but it was worth it doing it for him. So Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, when you go to a charity event, you're kind of expecting and and you're expected to be spending some money. It's yes. not like you're just showing up to a liquor store or anything right. like that. Uh, you're going there for a cause, and also you'll get a memento out of the game. Yep. So, well, no, and that's our, really cool. The one thing I was really happy about was that the our Peach Street, we donated a Peach Street bottle, and it sold for more than what the Starlight Amberana finish was. Thank yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just me, guys. I'm sorry. That's, that's funny. <laughs> uh, do you know what it went up to? I think it went. Up, it was. I think it was 170. Is what it ended wow, up going for. That's pretty good. There was a small gift card on it too, but. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was 170. The backbone was around 110, 115, something That's like that. That's awesome. Yeah. So the whole goal of that was just to get get him out there and give something for him to, to auction off. And people came out and, and raised a lot of money. So yeah, it was, it was a great cool. day. Good, man. Good. Uh, people smoke cigars at all or just? Oh, yeah. Yeah, cool. we sold quite a few cigars. And Jason put up a little area out, out just outside the door there that people could sit out there and smoke. Sweet. And uh, a lot great. of people did, so it was a good day. We actually sold quite a bit of, quite a few items. We yeah. took a lot, but the, you know what the big winner was? What's that? Jackie Zykin's perfumes. Serious? Yes. That's amazing. Lisa sold most of our stock while we were there and had to reorder. That's awesome. So I'm like, good. good. People understand are starting to understand that Jackie knows what the hell she's doing, and she does now know she's what doing she's fragrances. Doing. Yeah, and it's pretty cool. She's doing fragrances fragrances and she still knows what she's and doing she still knows what the hell she's doing yeah. yeah yeah by the way don't go too deep on this because i got another pour for you in a minute well i would uh consider myself to be in the second third of this cigar it's kicking up in uh in strength a little bit yeah um it's like a it starts uh, off in a solid medium yeah but I feel like it gets maybe to a medium full at the most yeah on on the palate with the whiskey on the cigar it's a uh, it almost reminds me of the uh, chocolate graham crackers. Like the whiskey is bringing together a lot of those vanilla, those baking spice qualities. The chocolate still has, or the cigar still has that unsweet chocolate quality in there. Uh, on the retrohale, I'm finally finding some pepper, but it's still not knock you over. Right. Just, just enough notes there. And some of that could just be coming from the heat, too. But. Yeah, it's just a super no. mild, like black pepper. When, and I honestly, when I saw the when he first released it, I'm like, dude, these sound sound amazing. And I ordered some boxes from him. I got them in and saw the price on them. I'm like, oh my god! I actually 
checked him to make sure, oh, is this the right price? He's like, yeah, that's the right price. I'm like, all right. I mean, this is this that's should amazing. be a winner. Should be a yeah. winner for anybody that wants to get a, you know, especially this is a good cigar. If you want to get a couple cigars, you want to have a little bit higher dollar, nicer cigar, or maybe it's a little bit milder. Finish out your night with this one, and you're only going to add another seven bucks to your bill. And so here, here's my here's my thing with it is the Juarez is kind of a one trick pony, but it's a great cigar for that one trick. Yeah, this is changing enough that you could price this at ten bucks, and I would still be like, oh yeah. I was expecting this to be a little bit higher than the regular releases, just because everyone's prices have kind of slowly gone yeah. up, and I've not raised our prices based on new prices. My prices are based on what they were selling, what what I bought them for. Yeah, um, and we still have some stock of their stuff from when I first bought it a few months ago. Um, I was expecting this one to be over ten bucks. Yeah, shocked. It's fantastic, fantastic. So, what have you got? You want to see this spe- little special, special, <laughs> special, special for Should us? Should I be nervous about this? Oh no, you're gonna be excited. Okay, turn what, your head that way. What you got? I have to turn my head around so I can be surprised. Can I turn around now? Not yet. Gotta show, gotta show the crowd here. I'm peeking. Gotta show the crowd here. So I was able to acquire <laughs> Heaven Hill 20. Are you kidding me? That we're gonna crack and see how good it is today. Is this shop or personal bottle? Yes. Yes. I'm trying. I'm trying to get more so we could have them on the bar here. Okay. I mean, it's not a cheap bottle, and I was looking up today, and most stores are selling this for like seventeen hundred dollars now. Yeah. Which is insane. It's a three hundred dollar MSRP. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to bring a bottle in to try it. I'm trying to get a couple more bottles to throw it up on the shelf, but I definitely wanted because I know. I know you're a mellow corn guy. I have been dying to try this. I have been dying to try it too. It has not gotten the highest reviews. It's because people are like, it's 20 year mellow corn. What do you expect? Yeah. Like, hey. I, you know what? I know Heaven Hill and I love Heaven Hill. Yeah. I'm just botching. I'm just excited to, to try it. So there we go. Oh my goodness. I can't believe you actually scored one of these. I'm hoping to get two more. I'm, I'm supposed to get a full case of them. You sweet talk your guy just right. I actually it was my um, my rep. She actually's the one that got it for me. That's amazing. I didn't realize there were still any available. It may be the only one I get. Yeah, we'll find out. But oh my, <laughs> oh my goodness! I can't believe you got this. Mm. What's the uh, so one fifteen? I think is what it was. Or uh, yeah, one fifteen proof. So sweet on the nose. Twenty year mellow corn. Gosh, it's almost got that. Um, it's almost got that kind of fruited Kool Aid kind of mm-hmm. nose to it. That is wild fruity. I'm not mad. That That's is super crazy. fruity. I did not expect this at all. No, I was expecting to be a corn bomb. This is actually, this is really good. It is really good. And it's still in those like lighter sugar notes. Mm-hmm. 
I could see people drinking this thinking this is 100% finished and something fruity. Yeah. I could what also see why it may have not got the best reviews for like the bourbon channels. I mean, only because it's it doesn't not your taste typical like bourbon. bourbon. Like you think about uh, bottles like Heaven Hill Ooh. 17 and some of the Parker's Heritage, which have those super dark brown sugar notes that you expect out of Heaven Hill, and this is not that. Does this got a little smokiness on the palate? When I you can get? see that. Oh man! So this is a 20 year old, 80 percent corn, 8 percent rye, 12 percent malted barley. Um, just released. It was in the Bernheim Rick House. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the if you remember Heaven or Heaven Hill Seventeen last year, I've talked about it a lot because that's Lisa's favorite. Yeah. Um, this is this year's release, and um, I like crazy. it. I, I like, like it that quite a bit. I need to get a bottle for my bar at home now because that's just unique enough to where it'd be it would stand out from anything else on the bar. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hmm. I knew you'd be excited about it. I am excited you've been, about it. You've been that. dying to get that for a long time. I've been time. dying to try it, man. I haven't even seen it at any bars or anything yet. Uh -uh. So so I will say this is I'll probably go ahead and put this on the bar and keep fighting to get one for personal use. So this will probably be going up on the bar. It's not gonna be a cheap pour, but you know what? You get a chance to try it. Yeah. You're probably talking that fifty plus range on on a price of a yeah. pour. But I'll be honest with you, if you're buying this at a more high-end area or downtown Indy or something, you're probably going to be paying 100 150 bucks a pour for this. I guarantee it. And actually, that goes well with the cigar, too. It brings, a, it brings a lot of that fruitiness into the cigar. It lightened the cigar up a lot, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it did. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe you actually got that. That's crazy, So Robert. come in and get it while you can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's serious. It gonna last. It is. Uh, it might just be me drinking it, but it gonna last. Or me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy That's good. good. It's really good. That, I'm. I've had this conversation with a lot of bourbon guys, but you you think about a lot of the whiskeys that hit secondary, and a lot of the whiskeys people go after. Now, apart from like the finishes and stuff like that, but the thing that. Uh, popular whiskey that's readily available doesn't have that bottles like this do is that refined oak characteristic where it is oaky but it's not tannic right where it's it's been around it's had enough seasons through it to where the whiskey's actually been able to develop with the amount of oak yeah that it's hanging with right you know it's not it's not sawdusty it's not charred in flavor it definitely is some oak presence, but it's not tannic and nasty. Like well, even it, some Elijah Craig and barrel. And you look at the color get. of it; it's not crazy dark for twenty years. It's because it's a corn whiskey, which is good because I think if it was crazy dark, they would have pulled way more of that char out of the barrel. That probably would have over oaked it. Yeah, but corn whiskeys, uh, light whiskeys, don't typically get dark like a bourbon True. will. Um, that is true. Uh, you think yeah, you're 80 percent corn on this, which I thought I thought it was higher corn than that. I guess I didn't realize it was only 80. You think about brands like Obtanium, and they'll sell you a high age MGP light whiskey, and you'll be able to get some like 20 year Obtanium. It's around a similar price point to this, 
And it's still that same color, just just because it's majority corn. I, yeah. I think there's something that happens with a lot of rye content and the, and the way the way that interacts with the barrel. Yeah. But that's that is wonderful. I'm shocked by that. I am too. That's uh that's I a, was really expecting it to be like, eh, not my jam. It's it's good. I could drink this right every day. Right now it's not sitting as a holy grail bottle for me. No. But, but I could drink it every day. It's a fantastic whiskey. Yeah. Now, would I spend secondary money on it? No. Because no. secondary is stupid on this right now. Yeah. I don't even know what secondary is on it because I know seeing some of the stores online, like Cork Corksters or Corkers, whatever they call that one, I think they were at seventeen fifty for a bottle, and that's a store you're buying it at, yeah. not even a secondary. Well, that that's not even legit secondary market pricing. Let me uh, go to if you have a secondary side, it'd be interesting to find out what that's going yeah. for. Because it would be, I mean, honestly, it'd be worth getting it for a little bit above MSRP. I don't think I'd want to spend more than MSRP on this. Yeah. So let me see. Heaven Hill twenty year. On a national group two days ago, went for eight hundred for the bottle. Okay, yeah, not as high as I expected. No, uh, uh-uh. not especially with the seventeen as high as it was. Well, it's because the seventeen's a bourbon. The seventeen's a bourbon. True, true. Uh, people, uh, I mean, as soon as the the label got released to the TTB, everyone was like, "Oh, who wants twenty year mellow corn?" That's what you know. What the it. answer is? Me. I want twenty year mellow corn, especially after trying uh-huh. it now. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, and that is a shame because the 17, I don't think I ever saw a review from anybody that said, this is not excellent whiskey. Yeah. This one here, you've had people all over the board. And I think most of it's just perception of mellow corn. Yeah. Well, and I there's another one that went for 650. So they are lower in mm. the, uh, in the, uh, you know, it, it, I guess as far as that bottles of that caliber go. Yeah. Let's see uh Heaven Hill. Man, that is so good. 17. What's that going for right now? That is becoming It's got to be harder really harder up there now. now. Um it's it's right around 1000. Really? It looks like. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot lower than I expected. Um <laughs> Wonder why it's that low now so, that you can't okay. get it. So this one sold for eleven twenty five. Okay, shipped. Um, and I no, mean, we're and not. That one was up over two grand there for a while. Here at, well, at the stores on secondary markets, it never it, hit that. It oh. never did. Okay, but here at Final Third, we do not condone the secondary market. No. Why am I there? Well, because I think it's funny. And I like to be informed. Yeah. So, uh, well, it's good to know because, um, you know, when you start hunting down the dragon, the dragon fire, whatever they're calling it from Fireball, Dragon's Reserve, you know, when that hits secondary at 22 bucks, man, you're going to be all over that. All over it. So you got to be on the secondary to get if that If it's stuff. under 50 on secondary, I'm going to hit it. Oh, dude, no. I don't, will totally do don't, that. Don't, don't. And once we drink it, I'll store it in the freezer. Damn taters. Store, yeah, I mean, that's the only way to drink fireballs from the I'll freezer. I'll trade an Eagle Rare, Air, Eagle Rare for it. <laughs> I'm going to have to find one now. An Not Eagle that I Rare? Want an Eagle Rare. No, I, I mean, have one. 
Well, I know, but I mean, not I've that got I, like four. Not that I need an eagle rare, but I just want to. I just want to mess with you on getting one of the fireballs now and trade you for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my next sip on this Heaven Hill Twenty just brought a lot of the chocolate notes out of the with cigar? the cigar. Yeah, it, it is like chocolate graham cracker to me. So we're doing a two for one today on the. Uh, on the reviews, so except Heaven Hill Twenty will not be on the board. No, it will not be on the board. I mean, you can get the pour, but it's not going to be on the board. The pairing is definitely this, but this is actually pairing nicely with that. It is. Although good. I would say, if I'm spending that kind of money on a pour, probably get me a Lost Ace. You might as well because I mean, that that one the would Lost go Ace great would with go that. Wonderfully, it with would this. go yeah. excellent with that. I also think it would go good with the uh, Camacho Pre Embargo. I think so, too. If you're looking for something a little bit more on the milder, earthier side, go that route. If you want something a little bit spicier and more bold, go with the Las Ace. Could also uh, go with the uh, Corojo Reserva. Mm-hmm. Just be, uh, it'd probably be more like a fruit pie at that rate with all of those. I think the things. one thing I, I do believe with this is I think you need to have a bold cigar to stand up to oh, the fruit definitely, notes. Definitely. Not that this is like a bold whiskey, with but the amount of oak tons tannin of flavor. It, you, you, can't it would it would steamroll a Cameroon? It would, or a Connecticut. Yeah, yeah. But it's really good. It is really good. I'm very very surprised. I'm not that surprised. Heaven Hill when they put well, out a limited yeah. release, you're just like, oh yeah, sign me up, sign me up. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm heading down tomorrow with Dirt. I'm going down to um, Hard Truth. Hard Truth to do a pick with him. Is any meeting the ABV guys down there? I'm not sure who all's going. Okay. He just asked me if I can go, and I'm I'm like, yeah, sweet. So we're doing. We got the ATV tour set up to do the tour of the property and um, we eat lunch there and do a barrel pick and see yeah. how it goes. I haven't been to Hard Truth yet. The place is beautiful. It's really nice. Um, it definitely is a good fit for for Nashville, because um, I mean they have good food. Um, hopefully their their liquor keeps getting better and better. I mean some of those sweet mash rides have been really good. They are. I good. don't know what he's picking. I'm not sure 100 percent what he's picking yet. I'd imagine it's a sweet mash. I rye, would assume but... so because it's gonna be it's gonna be some of you know their better stuff. I would assume, especially everything Dirk does is usually the better bottles. Yeah, he does get priority access to picks. Um, it is so funny because if you ever meet Dirk and if you haven't met him yet, you know, I think a lot, a lot of people think, you know, oh, this guy's running this big page. He's got to be like, you know, hardcore. Blah, blah, blah. He's one of the nicest guys you're ever going to meet Straight in your up. entire life. Yeah. I mean, I, I think he probably still kind of gets up in the morning and goes, I can't believe we got this many people following us and this many people yeah. interested in this thing that we're passionate I mean, he, about. He, but he really put it. in the work for it. He and, did. Uh, it wasn't like he never had a gimmick like a lot of the other guys in the area. And you know right. what? If that's your grind, then mm-hmm. you do you. Um, but he never had a gimmick like right. the rest of the guys did. And uh, he just he's just Indiana bourbon. Well, him and his wife are Indiana bourbon. Yep, yep. Um, and... Now they've used that platform that they built from scratch, like years and years and years in the making. Yeah. To do this charity. Yeah. 
Which yeah. instead of building their own empire, they're choosing which they could definitely do. Oh, they Dirk, easily could. Dirk do that. could sell his own merch and people would buy it. I bought Dirk, a T-shirt. I bought one of those T-shirts. Does he have T-shirts? He had, I think, five left from like an old batch, and I'm yeah. like, I need one of those, so I got one from him. Yeah. But it's like he could he could straight up build his own merch. I'm sure liquor stores around here would carry it. Mm-hmm. Honestly, he, he would never even have to sell it to liquor stores because I think the people that support him would buy all the bottles up from oh, yeah. him. And he's now a 501c3, which I'm so glad he got that set up. He's not going to get dinged so hard on taxes yeah. this year. Um, so, you know, if you're looking to do donations with him, it's all right off now. So, um be on the lookout. If you're not following him on Instagram, follow him. It's just Indiana Bourbon. And yep. um, he's definitely a guy you want to check out and see what he's doing because everything he's doing turns to gold, one. But second, it's for an amazing cause. Well, and he's got a great palate, too. He does. He uh, really does. All of the picks that I've done with him and that he's done on his own are fantastic. Yeah, and I've only done the one pick with him, which was the, uh, the French, Lick. French Lick pick we did. And... Um, yeah, I mean, he was definitely right in the exact same world we were yeah. the entire time, which honestly, we could have picked any of the barrels that we tasted from, and they would have been winners. Part of me would love to eventually get one of those complexity oh, barrels. Oh, we will. We uh, will. I, I mean, just think off the bat, it would be a hard sell. It would. But once we get people into, like... Brandy. Hey, I th- actually think I like brandy. Those, yep. That first complexity barrel that we tried awesome crazy good it, and it was. had a lot of those butterscotchy notes in there yep it just but it was a little bit of agave yeah in there and I th- uh i think you're right though the, the hard thing with that one would be you have brandy and tequila barrels so you got two things that could be off-putting to a lot of different people well just like if we could cover up the label on it and say this is what you need that would work but yeah. you can't do that no well, and that's one thing I know I know Dirk and I really are going to try hard to do is to try to educate people on what Alan is doing with brandy. It's going to be for it's it's definitely more for the bourbon lovers out there. It's not for your typical I want a fruity not brandy just bourbon crowd. lovers. Cash strength Cash bourbon drink, lovers. Yes. Yeah, I mean our our these two picks are over 140. At least they are now. Yeah. We'll see if they finish out that way, but um, we never got a real proof reading on it. It was just no. Alan saying, oh, yeah. Which I trust him. I do trust him. <laughs> that yeah. dude probably could put his finger in and go, 140.3. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I got gotcha. you. I mean, being a moonshiner, you could probably put it in a, a mason jar and, uh, and shake, shake it, up. it. Yeah. Yep. And Count the seconds. That, yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's going to be amazing. And I don't know. We may end up getting the Elijah Craig and – the French lick pick about the same time. That's crazy. It's going to be fun. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. This summer, we got some great stuff coming. I can't wait to have it out there. Um, when is this show recording? This show will be or going airing. Uh, next, next Friday, Friday which okay. is the Friday directly before the 4th of July. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So it does no good for me to talk about the Espinosa event since that was yesterday. It was yesterday. So here's the deal. We're pre-recording because I'm going to be in Brazil. Yeah. Um, so You want to talk a little bit about what you're doing? I guess. I'm going down with the church, and I'm not totally sure what all I'm going to be doing, but I at least have one preaching date in a, in a rural uh, in a rural 
village, I think. I, I have no clue. Yeah. Um, but yeah, going down with the church, uh, helping to lead the team, but also have uh, run camera for them. So okay. just kind of bringing gear I've down. I've never been to Brazil. I've never been to Brazil either. Like, uh, I've been to Ecuador a lot, but I've never been to Brazil. I've been to Ecuador and Peru twice. And like those were nice because they're Spanish-speaking countries. And like yeah. I can get my way around a Spanish-speaking country. But Brazilians speak Portuguese. Yeah. And uh, don't be a different animal. I have no knowledge of Portuguese past my uh, guitar instructor in college. Um, and that was because he would yell to the other Brazilian guitar instructor in Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> It's very angry. Yeah, yeah. You'll be down there with. You'll have plenty of people I'm sure translating. We'll have translators. We better because I don't know how nah, to preach without a translator. I've never been on any mission trip that they were not oh, I know. translators. I know it'll be fine. A lot of them are just like, oh, white people. Yeah, we'll show up to church today. Yeah, yeah. That's that. You're 100 percent right on that. You end up signing autographs, which feels terrible. Well, and it's it's funny. It's like you know. Cause I, cause I have, I have a love and hate for, for missions. Oh, me too. I, I love, I love the idea of missions. And honestly, I love the idea more so of taking people from America to these countries and just connecting with them relationally. Yeah. Not trying to say, not trying to teach them things because they probably know way more than we do on most of the stuff that they believe. Yeah. That's different. Um, oh, and they have but to, I hate them. And, I hate the idea of missions when they just send groups down and like, oh, we're going to paint your church for you. I'm like, send the fucking money down there straight and, up, and let them paint their own church yep. and have an abundance of cash yeah. for them to live on. Uh-huh. That's way better than just sending a group of 10 people down that you spent, what, 2,500, 40 grand total on, yeah, on everything yeah, yeah. with tickets. Send that money down there and let them actually live <laughs> yeah the cool thing is is our uh, our church and a couple other partner churches just funded a roof for one of the church's gymnasiums and mm-hmm. they do a lot of like kids outreach and uh feeding the kids in this gymnasium so we'll get to see it being dedicated like the new roof because they had a roof over it and then it just rusted in and collapsed in on the place oh, so sucks. it's like uh, and they would never be able to afford to replace that. No, I mean, uh, we fundraised forty-five grand for them. That's cool. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that'll be a cool thing to see. And all, but really, the most impactful things that I've done on mission trips, probably to date, was a town in uh, Peru. It's called Carabayo, which is right outside of Lima, but it's where um, it's a rock village. All of the moms there, like a lot of it is single mom families with a ton of kids because all the moms go into Lima and they're prostitutes and all the kids will chisel out rocks to try and fill a truck to make money for the family. Hmm. So like the kids are working uh, and chiseling rocks all day to try and fill a dump truck. Wow. And the moms are going and selling their bodies and, you know, as a consequence, having more kids... Yeah. So like that, just bringing food to them, being with them, providing an outlet for the kids, being able to like pay for them a day so that they could just like be kids, be kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like that was that was probably the coolest, the coolest thing I've ever done. But uh, I mean, granted, I I was in uh, Kenya 
in first grade. I don't know what type of parents take their kids to Kenya in first grade, but it was pretty cool. Cool parents. You know? cool yeah, parents. cool parents. Yeah. Well, but, and that's what, you know, I, I, I haven't been able to take Chloe on any, any trip overseas like that yet. Um, it but really paints a new narrative for the life it, you live. It really does. And, uh, I mean, it, I'll tell you what, I mean, I came back, you know, and I'm sure, sure you've seen this. You come back into America, and the first Americans you see are who? Customs. Customs. And they're assholes to yeah. people coming in that don't speak our language. And I'm like, first of all, America is a melting pot of humanity. Yeah. And they treat people, and they berate them if they don't speak the language. And I'm like, these people are coming here because they want to spend a crap ton of money hanging out in America, doing the thing, and the first people they meet, and so you wonder why you know you go around the world and everyone says, "Oh, Americans are assholes." Like that's yeah. the first Americans they meet. Yeah, it's like why would they not think that we're all a bunch of assholes here? Yeah, I mean, uh, seriously, and honestly, a lot of them are. You yeah, know? not all. I shouldn't say all of them are that way, but I've seen it. I've gotten home and I've been, I was almost depressed, thinking I don't even want to live here, man. These people suck. Yeah. <laughs> Took I mean, me a few weeks to get out of that. Like, <laughs> like when I go, when I go and travel, I, I mean, simple stuff is like bringing guitar strings to these people that have been having the same rusty guitar strings on their guitar that they play in church all the time. Yeah, like that's an easy thing for me to do. Yeah, like I'll buy a bulk pack and it's like sixty bucks and whatever. It'll have thirty sets of strings in it. You just drop them off with people. But every dollar that they make goes to feeding their family. Yeah. So they can't afford to buy new strings. So there is no budget for them to to do stuff like that. I mean and it's like heck the church will buy me guitar strings and whatever I want, they'll fix my guitar for me. Just because it's we live livelihood. It is part of my livelihood. Yeah. Just being able to do that and Connect with people, and a, a lot of it is encouragement to, to these people. Like, hey, keep going. Like, what you're doing is good. Yeah. And you're making a difference in your community just by providing some sort of hope in a space that otherwise is just work, provide for your family, eat, go back to work. Yeah. Yeah. Seven days a week. Yeah. There's no time off. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's sad, but it's one of those things I think that every American should see because – I think you'll realize that there's a reason why that people around the world go, you know, America is the home of the free. You know, now I will say I feel like there's a lot of bad missions that have oh, been there's done. a ton. I mean, I even, would say the majority of missions are, are bad missions. Even down to the fact of like overseas, uh, like churches building orphanages and funding orphanages. Yeah, and then leaving. Well, and then it becomes very corrupt once you well, have other people in charge. There's a lot of stories of people getting kids at a young age from these orphanages. And then later, once the kid can talk, they'll ask, where's mommy? Where's daddy? Because their parents just dropped them off at the orphanage because, well, the orphanage would, we'll pay, them. would pay the parents yeah. to get the kid because they'll make more money off the kid. Yeah. And it's honestly, it's just another form of human trafficking. It is. Even though it's it's going to another home, it's still human trafficking. And yeah, granted, a lot of these kids are given a better life than they They would have had. But it is is still human trafficking. And it's terrible. There's a lot of 
harm that is that happens on uh like especially when we send money over a lot of you guys know that i'm a uh, non-denominational christian pastor so i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna dog on them but groups like compassion international yeah where and they presented almost every big christian concert it th- this is a group that one, they're like CEOs. The big dogs in the company live large. Oh yeah, like, it is not a ministry salary. This is a this seven Six figure, figure yeah. like, seven figures. You're probably right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah, like private I, jets, all serious, the stuff. Serious, yes. and yeah. uh, they'll send money down to the kids, and the parents will, the parents benefit off of this. And a lot of times, all you're doing is feeding into that system. Yeah, it's one thing to go put a clean water system in right. a village. Yeah, stuff like that. It's another thing when you're just funding that sort of thing. Right. Uh, well, and the the missions I that I don't get behind, and I've been on these trips, so <coughs> I can dog on them because I've done it before. Yeah. But you know, it's the ones where you got ten people going, and each person's going to cost you a couple grand a person to go. Oh, yeah. And you get there, and basically you buy a bunch of paint, and you paint the church. Yeah. And you do a VBS. And it's like, the hard, they could do this stuff better for their own kids. Well, and the hard part is, is the next church that VBS, or the next VBS that church does, they will never be able to live up to what the white people did. Right. And so honestly, people won't come. And it's all about, you know, you bring stuff to give away and stuff. They can't afford that. Yeah. But... You know, my, my point about that was always I'd much rather raise, you know, if you got 10 people, uh, two grand to pop, I'd rather much rather give two, 20 grand to somebody and say, use this for your families and your community. You know, and that doesn't mean, oh, take this money and, and go preach the gospel. No, that means get them food and clothing and things they yeah. need for life. That's That's the important part here. We're not... You know, we're never going to go anywhere in the world and teach them something new about what their beliefs are. Yeah. And we shouldn't. Uh-uh. But that's what typically happens is you go in well, thinking you, you're higher and mightier than anybody else there, and you're going to teach them your way because your way is the right way. The, the crazy it's thing so is, is how, and I will say this, and it sounds mildly woke, but how, like colonized and how Americanized a lot of these other countries are. Oh, 100%. I uh, got in touch with a couple Brazilian pastors because I'm supposed to be doing some worship nights in Brazil and said, hey, what are you singing right now? <laughs> Same stuff's being sung here. Yeah. The pop stuff. Well, and it's like a lot of Hillsong and stuff like uh-huh. that. And it's just, and of course, they're like two, three years behind what we're sure. singing. But it's, it's not stuff that they that speaks to their culture at all that no. stuff works in our culture because it is what it is yeah. like there is no way these churches there are able to do that level of like anthem rock yeah and you know no. you just can't you can't justify that one of my one of my favorite um things was when i when we were in ecuador we went into the amazon and there was a village out there that had come like one guy had shared um, sh- shared the gospel with a witch doctor. And the witch doctor at the time was the guy that ran the town. And that's just kind of <laughs> how it goes. See, Don. But uh, when we went there, they were singing songs that they wrote about God because you know, they don't have access to the internet out there. Right. 
Yeah. And what did we bring to them? We brought them chickens, a uh, a uh, crossover uh, motorcycle, and we just shared community with them. My mom brought them pixie sticks. Oh, there you the go. The kids' pixie sticks. Kids loved every minute of that, I bet. She had to rip them open and pour them into the kid's mouth because they didn't know how to do it. Well, sure. Yeah, it was just like, I, I mean, it was a cool experience for us just to see that. But, like, they killed their one chicken in the village, the one chicken that was ready to feed or help feed. To feed the white people. The white people. Exactly. We brought them extra chickens. We brought yeah. them a lot of chickens. That's good. Because that's what happens a lot of times. Is like you, you go in and you're going there and you're doing menial tasks and basically, basically a glorified vacation to make yeah. yourself feel better. Oh, yeah. And... You go and they feed you the best food, whether that means they're not going to eat for a few days or what. They're going to feed it to you. And it's like, we got to stop that. We got to stop doing that stuff and start giving them the things they need if we're going to do it. Or just get out of it and let them let them do it themselves yeah. because they're going to do it better themselves anyway. Yeah. Um, I mean, and there are a lot of people, like on this mission trip that we've got going down – I guess this week when it airs, I'll already be in Brazil that have never been on a mission trip before. And I just told them in our like pre missions meetings, you need to be fine just eating rice and beans. Mm -hmm. You have to be okay with that. Yeah. You just have to be. You'll get fresh fruit for breakfast and rice and beans for lunch and for dinner. And you have to be okay with that. You never ask for anything else. No. What they give you is what they have. And that's what you, you just eat. You have to be okay with you it. You can't be picky. You and gotta eat like, it. What if you're sick and tired of rice and beans? It, that's you not even a question. You eat rice and beans again, yes. Because yeah. you're going home in a few days. Eat whatever the hell You'll you want to You'll be able to eat the McDonald's in the airport if oh, you're yeah. that dying. Yeah, because McDonald's is infiltrated into every culture. Yeah. <coughs> but it... it <coughs> It, you know, uh, it, it's just tough. Um, wow. <laughs> that's rough, Damn. Rob. It, it is tough bringing fully westernized uh, I, I, middle, upper middle class people to an area where, yeah, all they eat every day is rice and beans because that's what they can afford. Mm -hmm. When we've bought milk, for them, it's been powdered milk because yeah, that lasts. It does, yeah. And uh, and a lot of these places don't have good refrigeration. No, so there's no refrigeration in a lot of them. And there are, yeah, yeah. So it, it's just, <clears throat> it's a completely different way of living. And if you are going to go there and thrive and not offend them, you just have to, you have to go have, with the flow. Have you ever, and you maybe you've seen the book, but there's a book out there called When Helping Hurts. Yeah, it's a good book. It's a great book, and it just talks about the things we're talking about here. It's like, you know, as Americans, we think, oh, by us showing up and, and telling you what we think, we're helping you. It's like, no, that's not helping anybody. You know, they need food. They need shelter. So other than that, they can they can work and make the money to survive day to day. There's a uh, there's very few missions organizations out there that I will uh, legitimately support. One of them is Missionary Ventures. They go out of their way to create opportunity for money um, in the communities. 
Yeah. They also go out of their way to put in clean drinking systems and all of these things. And and they, when they commit to doing something somewhere, they will see it through. Yeah. Like years down the line. They, of course, they also know what's our scope of reach. What can we do? Yeah. Um, There's this one group that actually I helped out with quite a bit at my last job. Um that they were they were a bunch of athletes from the Carolinas and they had their their organization above them. But what they would do is they go to different countries and every year I would donate um, a bunch of basketball goals for them to take. And basically they would build basketball courts and you think, oh, that's not something they need. You know what, though, when you see when you see a group of kids and they're shooting on a milk crate. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of what they're doing just to get away from the stresses of life or whatever else. And you put a basketball court in there. That is the draw of the entire community. Yeah. And I love what they were doing with that. And they also tied into a group that was doing the, the clean water. And basically, I mean, you're talking about a filtration system that might cost six, seven hundred bucks. Yeah. which they could never, ever afford to do. Ever. And they donate that and they install it and they maintain it for them. And that gives because, I mean. I'm not joking. The water they drink down there, in a lot of cases when you get there, is a literally barrels that collect rain that they not only drink out of, but they also jump in to bathe. Yeah. They'll jump into these things to rinse off and get out there, and yeah. they're drinking that same water. So you wonder why they have a lot of disease. But fresh water, man, will completely change an entire community. Yeah, and... uh I mean, it, and I, I mean, we're beating a dead horse here, but I mean, it's important. I mean, that's even to the point that when I, when my family goes down on mission trip, we'll just pack a suitcase full of soccer balls and a in a pump. Yep, like you uh, hand them out to the kids. Hand them out to the kids. That that's Christmas morning for them. Because almost every other country in the entire world, the kids are playing soccer. They're not playing any other sports we play here in America. They're playing soccer. And a lot of times they don't have a ball. Never, hardly ever. I mean, they'll, never, they'll, they'll throw whatever they can down the ground to kick. Yeah. Uh, and and it, it, it's just crazy. The, the other thing I told our team, which is, it feels mildly insensitive, but it is what it is. I said, the dogs down there are not pets. Do not feel bad for them. Do not, because they're I've been overrun. On, well, I've been on been on some trips where my my father is a redneck guy and he dogs he loves his pet dog but he also grew up in the country where if your dog got so sick you couldn't help it you shot it you got to put it down um he like there have been some dogs that are that he's just put down out of their misery just because that's humane yes like there's no nursing these dogs back to health they're so diseased and have no food like you can't you can't even throw win food out the window at the dog because it's unfair to keep it alive any longer yeah but it's just a completely different world and training the western brain to realize that this is not home there are no vets out here right 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 it's crazy it's yeah. crazy it's definitely something if, if you are in this position to be able to to go to one of the third world countries or just a village somewhere, wherever you're traveling. It's, I mean, I, I wouldn't say just go in and see it. I'd say go in and actually connect with some of the people in those communities because 
I mean, the people, like I said, people in Ecuador, man, I've, I've developed some great friendships yeah. down there with people that I can't wait to visit one of these days if I ever get a chance to do it again. And it's not about going down there and, and talking to them about anything other than how you doing, how's life treating you, you know. I had, I mean, this, and this, this is going even further, but I, it's okay. I'll say it. Um, there was a, there was a really weird situation and I'm a diabetic. I've been a diabetic since I was 11. And, um, there was this lady and I, I just had a feeling there was somebody down at this one church. We were down there, we were talking and I said, you know, for some reason I'm feeling like there is a, there's someone here that has diabetes. I don't know why, but that's, it makes no sense. And he's like, yeah, one of our, our ladies here, and he, she brought her out to me, and I talked to her, and she goes to the hospital once a week because they let her take her blood test once a week for free, and her blood sugar is always like 300. I mean, she said the last time it was like 500. I'm not saying this to, to toot my own horn anyway. I would I'd send them down, you know, three or 400 bucks at a time. That would give her six months to a year's worth of insulin that she could not take. And I'm like, I mean, a hundred dollars would give her three to six months worth of insulin for her to stay alive. I'm like, yeah. And that's, I mean, that's one bottle of insulin lasts me a week here. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's insane how cheap things are down there, but they can't afford them because they don't have uh -uh. income. Yeah. I mean, she literally made bead jewelry and she made me a couple of alligators and sent them to me. And it's like, I, I cherish those things. Yeah, they're like 10 cent little trinkets, but that's what she could do. And um, I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of times emissions, they get they, they get too big focused where they think, oh, we got to help an entire community. I'm like, man, connect with one person and help that one person. Do your yeah. one thing and change their life because yeah. you really can. I mean, if compassion was like, yeah, we're going to provide insulin for these people. Oh my God. I mean, the other thing is, is you're not just providing insulin for that lady. You're giving her uh, time that she doesn't have to right. go, that she can continue to work, that she doesn't have to worry about her health, that her yep. blood sugar doesn't put her down. You yeah. know, it's a, uh, and somehow she fell off the entire planet. Cause I, about three or four years ago, I lost complete con contact with all of them where I couldn't even do it anymore. So I don't even know where she is in this day. Yeah. But for about 10 years, we got to be a part of that. It's amazing. Um, it, it is. Uh, well, again, on the church thing, I am I am employed by the church, and a lot of churches will say, oh, you, you've got a tithe here. I am lucky to be at a church that says, no, tithe, you know, where you want to. So I will go out of my way to support organizations that I believe in. Yeah. Because one, I don't believe there's any faith in tithing to my own income. <laughs> you know? True. But uh, two, because there's a lot better things and a lot more tangible things being done through some of these organizations, like some stuff like that. Yeah. Well, and um, I mean, that's one of the things that Lisa and I have been talking about a lot is we get, we get everybody, everywhere around here that says oh we're having an event will you sponsor this will you do this will you do that we love to do that but what i told her i'd like to do is i'd like to pick a couple of organizations that we can actually support all the time and continue to do that and one of the ones is definitely going to be dirk's end of watch program yeah. we're going to be working hard on doing that one i mean we've got a couple that other program ones. is doing real tangible good a 100%. lot of a lot of the uh fundraising that goes along here is like fundraising for research and as much as i think a lot of that stuff is important 
I might get in trouble for saying this. The medical industry is so messed up. I they I think there's a lot of cures that have this is conspiracy theory, Isaiah. I think there's a Trey lot of Mac, cures this is for you, buddy. that have already been found that they don't want to be found. No, because you would lose that ability. To, if you keep somebody if you cure sick, cancer, that's that screws a lot of a lot of people. If you keep somebody sick, you're able to make a whole lot more money off. Of yeah, them. I do agree. There is some to that for sure. Well, I have friends at Lily that'll just be that you get them drunk and they'll be blunt about stuff that happens. Well, I mean, it we, just makes you sick. I mean, we have we have. Don't throw them regulars. The no, we have regulars that work there, and um, and I, I will say, I mean, those companies do a lot of really good stuff. Yeah. But there is a lot of stuff out there that you're like, man, could you, you know, it's like like diabetes. I mean, I've had diabetes since I was 11, and I'm like, they haven't come up with a cure for this yet. I kind of feel like there probably are cures out there, you know, like like. Um, yeah, we won't go any further with that, but I, I feel like there are some cures out there or at least some ability to take care of things better than what we're doing. But okay, all right, so I'm where are you going? The, we'll get off of that. Yeah, I'm on the, I'm that. in sorry the final about the third. brand, guys. It's okay, I, I'm sure somebody gleaned something from that. Um, and if you didn't gleam anything from it and you'd just like to continue the conversation with us, come on in and talk with us. Oh, yeah, um, but I'm in the final third of the cigar, I am too. It's amazing. It uh, really is. I, I'm still shocked at the price point on this cigar. It's burned perfectly. I mean, it's still burning like a champ right here. Yeah. Uh, a lot of that chocolate graham cracker thing, it's becoming a little bit more toasty with mm -hmm. a little more of those char notes. Yeah. On the retrohale, it's like a light red pepper right now. Uh, but it is Yeah, great. it is. It's great. The pepper definitely did kick up now, um, which is what I would expect for a medium, medium full cigar. Yeah. But this cigar, uh, if you're drinking black coffee, I think it could be a good black coffee stick. I think it could be too. Um, Obviously, it's a good whiskey cigar. What isn't? Yeah. Well, so, there are some. There are some that you... I don't smoke those cigars because that's blasphemy. I know. It's bad. There are some, though. There's some cigars that I've got where I'm just like, this doesn't even go with good with water. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Crazy, man. So but, you'll be, you're, so you're, when this airs, you're going to be in Brazil. Yeah. Um, when do you get back? Well, when the next one airs, I'll be on my way home from Brazil. Um, are you there for a week? A uh, week and a half. Week and a half. Okay. So, Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll be getting back Saturday the eighth. Okay. So, yeah, good I'll deal. Be coming back and I guess straight back into the grind of things. So nice. It is what it is. And you're uh, working on the whole um, the wedding day stuff. You guys got things All going that, pretty well man. on that. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I got to give a shout out to our 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 guys at the sign at the sign age. If you uh yeah, shout out to you. You're getting shouted out with some Heaven Hill 20. Oh yeah. Because you're absolutely amazing and your prices are unbeatable. Kyle, shout out to Kyle. Yeah. So, uh I of course I do all the graphic design stuff, but I uh 
I designed wedding invites and sent them to him. And basically me designing those invites, getting them printed, and then buying envelopes on Amazon. The wedding invites came out to like 40 cents a pop. Oh, that's awesome. Which is amazing. Like you, you go anywhere online and you'll spend like two, three bucks a piece on them. And I still it's can't rough. believe we're not in the world yet where everything goes e-invite. It should have. It, we should be there by now. Man, uh, the problem is with that is that the every old, everybody's getting everything on electronic. Like yeah. when somebody sends me a Facebook invitation to an event, I just feel like something in me says, "Well, they're not really serious about that." Like they didn't really think that far into doing that. Granted, for like uh, events at. <coughs> Events at like a commercial establishment and stuff like that. You're that like, makes sense. yeah, it totally makes sense. But when you're doing it for like a birthday party, you're like, well, they just went through their friends list and invited me, whatever. But yeah. somebody goes out of their way to send you something in paper mail, they get shows because what else do you get in paper mail nowadays other than bills, junk magazines, like all that stuff, man. So a um, couple, of, couple of our new regulars coming in here regulars. now. Yeah, but uh. Yeah, we can probably wrap this up. Rob. Yeah, we'll do that. So, so yeah, get in here and try this. Um, this will probably be going on the bar here shortly. Yeah, so Heaven if you want to try 20. that one, this one's always on the bar. Um, and by this but, one, he means the dovetail. Dovetail. Yeah, I guess I should probably say that out loud yeah. for the podcast. Yeah. yeah. So the dovetail is always available. The Heaven Hill Twenty will be up here. Um, it, it's not going to last. Also, if it does, it's only because the price uh, point. Shout out to you guys. I was looking at analytics and stats this week for all of our uh, stuff. Thank you so much for your support of this show. It yeah. continues to grow at a steady pace. We're going to have, I'm thinking, 22,000, 25,000 downloads by the end of this year. That's awesome. So That's incredible. It, it, it's crazy. Podcasts will get into their... Heck, we're probably. I think we might be at our one year mark with this. We're gotta be getting close. I don't remember if we started in June or no, July last year. Actually, the podcast didn't start till yeah, October, yeah, November. Yeah, yeah. But the uh, but the, the YouTube the YouTube was probably summer. Well, I guess we're probably close to a year. Yeah, yeah. So uh, maybe we'll have to do something special once I figure out that date. And figure we'll, out that date. We'll see if we already early blown past or, it. Uh, late or late. We'll figure it out. Uh, don't look at the first episode. It was recorded on Rob's <laughs> iPhone, and we smoked the Aladino um, Corojo Reserva and drank the uh, Jack Daniels single barrel. Which is still a great, a great pairing. pairing. Maybe we should revisit that. We should that. redo that one, because yeah. that one was pretty brutal. That, that's a pairing worth having a good copy of. It really is. It, it's it's wonderful. But we'll yeah. do that soon. So thanks guys for tuning in. You can find me on Instagram at the whiskey pastor. And you can find me at final third cigar. Cheers to you. Be sure to leave us a <laughs> like um, on YouTube, a review on uh, your, the podcast okay. platform you you're listening on. All of those things do help us and they do directly help uh, final third. They really as, do as a shop. I mean, I, I, I'm still blown away by how many people have found our shop by listening to the podcast. I mean, that's only because it's out there and people find it. And, you know, cheers to you guys for coming out and yeah, hanging out with it's us. It's a so. free way to support the shop. And Absolutely. It helps more than you'll ever know. Yeah. So thanks a lot, guys. And we will check you out next week.
check them out. Check them out, baby. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.